This Water News with Steve Baker is supported by Clearwater and Filtration on Rough and Ready Highway, Grass Valley. Well, it's time for Water News with Steve Baker. Steve, the California Delta continues to come up in conversations at the state level and within the Central Valley communities. And at the same time, the Colorado River is also being talked about. What are the statewide concerns about the Colorado? When you realize that 15% of the California surface water comes from the Colorado River, then you know at the same time that the Colorado River is flowing at a lot lower rates. Not so much water is coming down there, and it's not expected to be coming in the future either. Then that gives you more than pause, because this could be a real problem for everybody in our state. It could be a problem for a lot of reasons. Let's look at the backdrop here, what's going on. We have a snowpack. It's one-third of our supply, okay? And uh, that is big, but we're we're losing it. We've been told that, that it's going to happen through time. This is an exception this year. We will get these anomalies in our weather every so often, but uh, we won't be able to rely on that that storage. Now, the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta conveys a lot of that water, at least from the Sacramento uh, watershed. And it moves about 1.6 trillion gallons, if you can fathom what that is. That's a huge volume of water. That amount of water goes from Northern California to the south areas. Okay, so there's a lot of dependency of water up here for those living in the southern parts of our state. Now, the Delta also, through the many, many years uh, of uh, development here, has been seriously impacted by pollutants and also by the changes that have occurred in the aquatic habitats of the Delta. Okay, now all that's been amplified when you start diverting more and more and more water south out of the uh, out of the uh, from the delta and then going to those southern areas. So all these are starting to compound themselves, right? Okay, predictions in California weather indicate a lot of uncertainty in precip delivery from one year to the next. So we're talking about higher temperatures. Okay, what's that mean? Increased evaporation. I'm thinking food here. We have a huge water need, and now even more of that's going to go out and disappear from eva- as evaporation. There are higher nighttime temperatures. causes its has its effects on growing our food. And then let's go way south, okay? Let's imagine the Salton Sea. Salton Sea is way bigger, a much bigger water body in California than even Lake Tahoe, okay? It, it receives most of its water from irrigation returns from the farmers to the north. And those returns are becoming less as farmers get better at using their water and also less water is available to the farmers by Imperial Irrigation District. Now, as that water dwindles down, and it's going to cause more asthma because there'll be more exposure of all those dust and, and decaying things that are at the bottom of the Salton Sea. And that is an issue and all these things at the same time. While they're all happening, we have California's population, right? It's 40 million people right now, and it's expected to increase substantially as we go through into our future. So, all you know, the Colorado River is wrapped into all all of that. So, if the expected Colorado River water doesn't get to California, who takes the biggest hit? The biggest hit will be taken by the farmers of the Imperial Irrigation District. So that's way down there by the Salton Sea. They're so remote from us, so we don't think about that. But uh, uh, district announced last week that those farmers are going to be receiving 10% less water to work with. And, you know, our experience is there's a boatload of water out there, and they're, they're not going to receive 10% of theirs. Uh, Colorado River is a whole different deal. They are 
the source of water for that area is solely the Colorado River. It's a big deal. And we see we hear about Lake Mead and Lake Powell having a lot of difficulty staying full. So as those supplies dwindle and those water levels drop in the, both of those uh, reservoirs, they're going to feel it in the Imperial Water District. It's going to be tough. So what will change for California? 19 million people served by the Southern California Metropolitan Water District. They're going to feel the hit because L.A. uses a significant percentage of, of water. I think I've heard something like 20 percent, something like that. Uh, it comes from the Colorado River. And uh, they're going to have to change how they, they do things. 72% of San Diego's water supply comes from the Colorado River. What's going to happen there? I, I sure hope their desalinization plants uh, can be built more quickly because they're going to have to rely more on that, I think. Uh, the Imperial, as I said earlier, the Imperial Irrigation Water District has only Colorado River water to use. And as that dwindles... Uh, any groundwater that may exist is going to become too salty and not very drinkable and certainly not acceptable for growing crops. So they're going to be hit substantially. I mean, the two main farming counties in Southern California that use Colorado River water is the Imperial County and, and Riverside County. So um, we're talking about things like uh, they, they grow sugar beets and midwinter. They grow all kinds of salad vegetables, lettuce and cauliflower, and broccoli, cabbage, you know, then later in the winter, carrots and asparagus. So all this stuff's going to start to disappear as Colorado River water also disappears in that area. So, so who, you know, who takes a hit when Colorado River uh, water disappears from California? Everybody does because uh, they are a part of our food basket. And uh, food's going to have to be imported from other areas, and that'll be at a, at a greater cost. And, of course, Southern California urban areas will also be changing. Oh, Steve, one more question. Yeah. Is it important for our foothill communities uh, to chime in on the Colorado River issues? You know, I believe the answer is yes, but it's really more uh, from an adaptive place. Our food supplies are going to see some changes, all right? And that's going to affect availability, it's going to affect quality of food, and also its cost. The Colorado River is the only, is only one of those many changes that are causing this food supply to change, but it's a significant one. So my read is to be adaptive means learn to grow some of the staple foods that you like so much and you eat in your life. Build an infrastructure that supports your gardens and, and maybe they'll become bigger than gardens. That's okay. Uh, grow more food and uh, make sure that includes a reliable, sustainable water source. That's what we need to look at. Now, thankfully, the Sierra Foothill communities have a lot of wonderful resources to help up here. So uh, for all you serious gardeners out there and farmers-to-be, have at it. It's going to become quite important. Uh, you're contributing to the adaptive uh, behaviors that we need up here in the Sierra Foothills. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, you bet. Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with KVMR's water guy, Steve Baker. You can email him with your questions at water at operationunite.co.